Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Oasis 13. I am the host, Imani. Thank you for joining and thank you for listening. So today, I have a guest up here. She is an old friend from Norfolk State. Her name is Mahogany. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, Ma- <laughs> Like, she's not How exaggerating. Like, we go so far back, like, literally. Right. <laughs> I'm right. good. That H- yes, good. That HBCU love is real. Very. We got to stick together <laughs> out here in these streets, girl. <laughs> yes. So, Mahogany has just launched her business called My Soul Stationery. Yes. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about Muscle Stationery and why you started it. Okay, so for those people that know me, like Imani, as she said, we go very way far back, way, way back. Um, everybody knows that <laughs> I'm a writer. I love writing. Um, you can always find me with my head in a book, or you can find me speaking out about some issue or blogging about it. Um, in school, mm-hmm. I was a mass comm major just because growing up, like, I was so interested in news and in information and sharing stories and oratory. Like, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because my mom kept so many journals around and kept us so informed of everything going on from race to world cultures. And I naturally kind of gravitated towards wanting to be a news reporter. But it was like writing was like such a part of me. So Mm -hmm. it was always like... Mm -hmm. Do I want to be on camera or do I want to be behind the scenes like an investigative reporter going and getting the story with my pen pad? And I love being in mass comm. Um, I ended up doing marketing after school, which people are like, what? Like you were so passionate about being a reporter. But the other side of that is Mm -hmm. that a lot of people in mass comm become marketers. So I kind of like the more behind the scene, being creative for a brand and, Mm -hmm. you know, working in that lane and it was very comfortable Mm -hmm. for me. So um, that's what I naturally just gravitated towards and my passion Mm -hmm. still remain journals. I would always keep like four or five journals on my bed, whether it was for work or whether it was for just writing as my personal hobby. But I've always felt that I could find myself in my writing, you know, my tone, if I Mm -hmm. want to see a little humorous and somebody read it and it made them chuckle like I felt like my job was done or if my writing really made you think and really made you pull back some layers in your own life you know then I really Mm -hmm. felt like I was being impactful but like everything that I do the way that I express myself um the way that I handle scenarios the way that you know, I explore who I really am and how I explore the world is through writing or reading. So, um, so fast forward a little bit this year, um, I kind of always had the idea to start a stationary company, but it was kind of like putting it off until you're kind of comfortable with life, then you can do it. And I think it was Mm -hmm. out of being uncomfortable that I launched this year. um, Because I was in the planning stages. Yeah, girl. Wow. I was in the planning stages for so long. Then we know Rona showed up, right? Miss Rona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was living in a different state. I was in New York City. Things were moving very fast with work and the employer that I had things were very crazy so I said Mm. that 
I would really never have to choose between myself or going hard for an employer that would leave you high and dry when the whole world is literally in chaos. You know what I mean? And when I kind of had that epiphany, I was like, okay, these companies don't care about me. Um, I right. get all these degrees only to try to make myself look better in the workplace, but it tends to bite me in my ass because then people try to challenge me because I'm the black girl mm-hmm. with so much education. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I mm-hmm. never want to have to pick again between creating my own income, creating my own reality and or serving mm-hmm. capitalism, basically. So I was like, girl, right. do it now. It's like now or never. So that's when... Right. The universe was like, girl, you ready? We meeting you on the same frequency. So all the ideas started coming to me at once. (laughs) (laughs) All the resources. And it's crazy when you're aligned to really what you're supposed to be doing because even the resources Mm -hmm. start to come at you. Like I was telling you, I was like, it's funny that you want to interview me for your podcast because like Mm -hmm. all this podcast information has been coming at me. You know what I mean? So it's like when you step towards what you want to do, it's like, the information, the resources just come to you. So I started my soul. Uh, even the name came to me when I put my, you know, energy out there into the world that this was what I wanted to do. Everything mm-hmm. just came full circle. And uh, we are, well, this company is um, a stationary brand that's meant to inspire people of color um, through the healing mm-hmm. power of writing. So I really created this company to share my love of writing because it has unlocked so many doors for me and I wanted to be able to unlock so many doors for other people um so all of my products are inspired by great black people whether rappers singers entertainers um thinkers um intellectuals um so if you ever look at my uh, Etsy shop you'll see that a lot of stuff you know reflects black people black women and right. that's really how we got here. That's the <laughs> that's the uh, unabridged version, I guess. <laughs> that's what's up. Oh, my gosh. There's so much that you said that I want to touch on and go back on. So, first of all, okay, so you said when you graduated, you initially were in a marketing company. Yes. And y'all, okay, whoever's listening to this, you can tell because if you go to her Instagram account... <laughs> And you look at her the business page. I'm like, yo, where she learned all this marketing strategies from? Like, it is so dope. It's so good. Thank it's you. so good. Yes. And even though, like, you know, like, we think we're ready for things at some point. But obviously, you having that marketing job prepared you for what you're doing now, you know? Yeah. If You, you know, so if you didn't learn those those skills when you were there it may not have popped off as you know as fast or whatever so y'all Imani be hyping me up about this marketing and let me tell you it feels good in my soul because I've worked various jobs in the marketing world the first Mm -hmm. one I was fired from after a few weeks they just didn't like my ideas even though my ideas looked a million times better than theirs like when I tell you their their stuff. Probably why they didn't like it. They probably were like, 
hating. Like, oh, she yeah. can do that. Yeah. She can turn that around so fast. Uh-uh, who she thinks she yeah. is? And that's really how right. employers be acting, too. It's like they hire you under the guise that they want you to change things and they want you to make such mm-hmm. an impact, but they really don't want you to make an impact because then that threatens mm-hmm. their complicity, you know, and it threatens You can only their- be but so good. Exactly. And if they're stagnant and if they're comfortable with being stagnant, they don't want change too fast. And my thing was that I always want change quick, fast, in a hurry. Like whatever I can change, I'm going to do it because it needs to be done. But anyway, um, I got fired from that job. They hated my ideas. I worked another job. It was great. I loved it. Then they promoted me and I started to see Mm -hmm. the true colors of my team and my supervisor. Um, then mm. I worked a really good job. Then I moved to New York for a really bad job. So it, mm. my, my experience in marketing has been such a roller coaster, and it has really been something that I have to work on spiritually, just how I see myself and how I value myself. Because for so long, I thought that my value came from what sort of job I was working. Um, so mm. I have to like, constantly do introspection on myself and say you know even if you don't have a job in corporate america you're fine you don't have to be a slave to capitalism to feel like you're accomplished Mm. so knowing that knowing that people try to enslave me and knowing that people you know would try to compare me to them or knowing that people would try to compare my work or would downplay my work or think that my work Mm. was whack or sloppy like Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like marketing. I'm always very touchy about it because it's like I'm finally right. able to do my own thing. I can talk to my customers and my, you know, audiences. Right. Like, what up, y'all? Like, it's your girl. To. Like, yeah. I can talk right. to my people how I want to. So I feel free, but at the same time, I'm always second guessing what <laughs> my platform looks like and what I'm promoting. So when I hear yeah. other people say like you're doing a good job, like it really warms my heart. <laughs> oh yay, yay. Y'all go yay. to your page and show her some love. <laughs> but okay, so what you said about people thinking, oh, okay, if I got this type of job, then I'm I'm worthy, you know, like that makes me so much more worthy if, if I have, okay. So I was listening to somebody. They was talking about Insecure, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how it seems as though if you look at Lawrence, it seems as though he's leveled up because he has a a good job or whatever. But as far as his his well-being, his personal growth, like right. his mental, his his insecurities, working on those he still has not worked on. So mm. it, it doesn't matter what type of job you got. If you still inside, you still, you know, you ain't worked on that stuff, you know? Exactly. So Very, very true. And I think that, whew. Girl, that's a lot to unpack, but I feel like there's so much psychological conditioning on dating and success and being young and where we feel that we should be in life. And even with entrepreneurship, there's so many people that are watching what other people do, like comparing what they do um, across the board to people that aren't even in industries that they're in. And I think that we get into this habit of, coming up with this prototype or this archetype of what 
success should look like. And if you success you don't cross is, off yeah. every, you know, every uh, box, then it's like you're not successful. And it's so much based on the materialistic, materialistic you know, or the, right. um, the physical and you know mm -hmm. i have to constantly remind myself like you're growing even if it's it only means that you've addressed something on the inside right from your past you know what i mean or something right. on the inside and it's yeah. funny because like so many people are so spiritually disconnected that they fill their lives mm -hmm. with these ideas that if I have this or if I keep up with the Joneses, like nobody will be able to pull the rug from underneath right. me and see that I'm actually a really messed up person on the inside, you know, <laughs> and it's just all about yeah. facades and all of that. But, you know, that's not to say that I don't believe that we should aspire to have a high value life, but mm -hmm. life is but it's, not. But also. Life. Right. So it doesn't mean that that person who doesn't have the big house or who doesn't care about what car kind of car they drive, that doesn't mean that they're less successful than exactly. you. Like, yeah, like if you want it, cool, work for it. But also know that it's nothing wrong with somebody who don't want it. Exactly. And yeah. I think that sometimes we have to remember that everybody is in us too. I know that even as friends, sometimes people put a lot of pressure on their friends because they think that they're not doing something or they think that because mm. their friend is happy with the life that they're living, that they, they must be settling. You know what I mean? But if your goal is to be a millionaire and to live in the hills and to have butlers, then that's your goal. But somebody else might want to live off the grid and that's completely fine right. because for their world, it works. And you got to understand we're yeah. all little, little beings we're all little worlds we have our own world going on within this world so we're all different mm -hmm. we're all vibrating differently we're all rotating and going through life differently so you're never going to meet somebody that's right at the same mark that you're at when it goes back to dating and mm -hmm. things like that we expect people to have x y and z crossed off the box the same way we expect mm -hmm. our own life to have x y and z crossed off the box but we are made for so much more. And even when I see mm. people that aspire to, oh, I want this, this, that, and a third. But what else do you want? What about your right. spiritual life? Or what about your family life? Right. Or what about this? You know, it's right. not always about career success or monetary success. So, like, I just, right. I just feel like a lot of us aren't being who we truly are based on, like, limitations, based on who we expect ourselves to be. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This is. This is lovely. This is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we we got to get outside of the box of whatever society puts on us, family puts on us. But I think we're getting there. I think we are getting there because people are seeing, you know, like even successful people, like successful people are being honest and being like, yo, you think this is it? This ain't it. Or what? Okay. Yes. I just, I just contradicted myself. Um, rich people are even coming out and being like, you think this is it, but this ain't it. You, yeah. even when you get to this point, you still got to work on yourself, you know? Yes, definitely. So. I remember I was listening to um, Audible and I saw that Diddy had a sleep meditation. And I was like, what? Diddy mm -hmm. got a sleep meditation because <laughs> Diddy was the same person telling everybody to be successful and to be rich how he was. You can't mm -hmm. sleep. You got to be awake and you got to be grinding right. while other people are sleeping. Right. 
And I listened right. to the work twenty four seven. Ain't no sleep. We sleep when we right. die. Yeah, exactly. And I listened to the meditation, and he said that he was like, "Y'all, I used to preach that you're not supposed to sleep to be successful." And he was like, "I was so wrong." And he was like, "If I would do one thing differently, this is a man who has mm-hmm. been everywhere, who has mm-hmm. recognition all over the globe." And he said, "If I would do right. one thing differently, I would have taken more rest." And I was like, "That's so important." admit that because people really get caught in this lying culture and in this overworked culture and of course it right. comes from capitalistic society and we don't mm. value rest and I'm like you can't pour from an empty cup <laughs> so mm. yeah that's what's up I think that's real growth when you're able to because we all you know we're all learning so but when you can look back on yourself, on your own self, and be like, you know what? At that point, I was wrong. Let me come back and fix that. That's what's up. I yeah. I appreciate people who do that. Yeah. And um, all right. So we didn't got all off the topic of being. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're still on it. We're still on it because we're also bites that you can take away from entrepreneurship you know and your quest to have a successful business know when to take rest you know yeah know not to yeah. compare yourself so much to other people and what somebody else is doing yeah and you know I think another thing that gets us is like we be so in a rush to get somewhere like to get yeah. like where are you going there's really no destination it's like just enjoying yourself yeah, I, wow. Like, well, imagine. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you said okay. enjoy yourself. And it's funny yeah. because the I try to look at a journey as something where mm. I'm going to learn. There's going to be road bumps. There's going to be things that I don't know. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. we want to feel like we know it all or that we can do it all mm-hmm. or that we can control mm-hmm. it all. And sometimes when you're, whatever you're doing, sometimes you have to learn surrender. You have to learn um, knowing that it's not happening right now, but I'm still going to enjoy right. this part of the journey because it's still the journey. You know what I mean? Right. Even when right. it seems like you're not moving as fastly towards your goal, you're still moving. The mm-hmm. earth is always rotating no matter how slow low it seems to be moving the earth is moving right now but we don't feel it you know what I mean so it might seem like we're not moving but we are we're moving so fast that it's incredible how fast the planets can actually move but when we see Mm -hmm. that uh the the actual movement or when we see diaphragms or you know replicas of how these planets move and when they measure how many days it takes for x y and z to rotate around x y and z it seems like it takes so long but it's Mm -hmm. actually moving so fast you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to enjoy whatever part of the journey Mm -hmm. you're in because you're still moving you're still learning and that's something to be celebrated right Yes, I love that. Um, shoot, I forgot my point. I was just about to make. <laughs> girl, I cut people off so much. I'm sorry, but like when I hear something, I'm just like, yes, girl, like that's a great point. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good. So let's get into, okay, so many Black people or people of the African diaspora or whatever, we are 
starting to start businesses in this time. And I think that is great. Um, but we're seeing that even though us being business owners is in our history, unfortunately, it's not commonly being a, you know, able to be passed down from generation to generation like other communities, you know? So yes, it's a lot that we have to learn individually as um as being business owners and then as being consumers and of our own people it's also a lot that we have to learn because you know now we're, we see a lot of times where a lot of you know other black people are trying to support black business and they're like yo this is why i can't support black business because Right, right, whatever the reason, they're not professional, they always lay, whatever the reason you got, but it's like, dang, we didn't have, we don't have as much, um, we're not shown as much as other communities, like we are literally learning everything ourselves, you know? Yeah, definitely. So do you see this in our, in our community or? Uh, well, you touched on a few things that I think are worth, um, uh, worth pointing out um mm -hmm. you kind of talked about how in our nature you know we are you know very self-sufficient people um and right. a lot of times i think of right after slavery and just how much we were doing as a people because of that need to be free and that need to have our own and how many intellectuals came out of you know slavery and uh, those that were once enslaved people um mm -hmm. and i think about people that um were enslaved and took offers to go out west, you know, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. uh, the California, mm -hmm. this state itself just about was founded by formerly enslaved people. There's so many communities out west. I know people like to talk about Black Wall Street a lot, but there was a Black Wall right. Street almost in every American city that had um, freedmen, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that's what we did back then. Like you, your how you survived right. was, you know, creating your own and creating for your people. And um, I think that so many changes have taken place, including things like integration and, you know, people don't want to mm -hmm. talk about that aspect of, you know, why we don't have as much. But, you know, when you couldn't shop at other stores, you right. had you you your own. own. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that we have neglected so many of those values that we once had, um, just as society has naturally evolved. Um, even coming to America, we lost so many values that we once had when we were in our native land. And yeah. um, I definitely think that it's important that we are celebrating people who are creating their own because there's no rule that right. says we have to work a nine to five, work it for 40 years in order to build a safety net for ourselves. That has become psychological conditioning that we aren't entrepreneurs, that we aren't good at business, that we have bad customer service. Like people say that all the time. And yes, you might have a bad experience, but you have bad experiences when you go to Walmart. Everywhere, you know, right. You return to Walmart. That didn't stop you from shopping right. at Walmart, you know? And I think that yeah. capitalism, that's what this society does to the underdog anyway. Because mm -hmm. when you think of a successful business, you're immediately going to compare multi-million dollar business or you're 
going to always compare multi-million dollar you're always going to think that those businesses are the successful ones and that small businesses mm-hmm. are more so like hobbies or you know just right come and go you know what I mean here today gone tomorrow so there's just so much psychological conditioning even when I see black people critiquing black businesses and you know Mm -hmm. being extra hard on them and I'm like those are your own people at one point they were the only businesses that were open and that could afford you the luxury that you would like whether that be food or your nails or your hair and that's not to give people who have bad customer service a pass but we have to understand that most small businesses white black or otherwise Mm -hmm. are not fully staffed the ceos Mm -hmm. or the founders or the owners usually aren't being able to pay themselves until it's three years in you can't Mm -hmm. blame them for issues that their supplier might have had um -hmm. (laughs) some people are like oh it took me forever to get this x y and z and that could have been something Mm -hmm. completely out of the control of the business that you were buying from Mm -hmm. but now you have this idea that they're a terrible business because business happens you know what I mean and so I love that so many people are being exposed to more small businesses and are starting more small businesses because that's even changing the narrative for how we shop and how we consume and people are like wow I didn't know how much went into a business until I found my own I'm the type of person now it's very hard for me to critique a black business and say that they are a bad business or to say that they had bad service, or to say that I was dissatisfied. Because you know everything that goes into it. Yeah. I'm on the other side now, so I know that it's right. very hard. And there are some people who don't have the knowledge of business that I have. There are some people that don't have the knowledge of the power of social media. So some people aren't responding as quick as you know the quote-unquote rule book of social media says you should respond to a customer before they're upset you know what I mean people don't right, have yeah, that yeah. acumen or that knowledge like <laughs> so yeah we just have to be a lot yeah. more understanding especially when we talk about reimagining and rebuilding the black community because mm-hmm. when we talk about like the new norm even the the black community is not the same when we talk about going back there's nothing to go back to we just got to keep going forward mm-hmm. so we can undo mm-hmm. all of what we used to think about the black community about yes. black color about Cause black for color. real we yes because for real we do talk about going back a lot but it was a lot of shit that was messed up back then too yeah like we, we, we don't want to talk about all the stuff that we was wrong in like no exactly. we don't need to go back to that right so rona has been terribly um destructive to all communities but on the other side of that is that we're getting a fresh start in a lot of different Mm -hmm. areas and I think that so many people are taking wealth seriously now because they saw how this country literally was leveled to the ground um (laughs) literally and figuratively And so I think that as we're rebuilding, um, most people are being more empowered now to say, I want my own. I saw how this country Mm -hmm. neglected us. I saw how these corporations neglected us. Let's start up. Let's bring wealth back to the communities. And I know it's a lot of rappers that talk about like buying back the block, but what good is it to buy the block if you're Mm -hmm. not? thinking long-term solutions for the people in the community that the blocks around, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it's nothing yeah. to open up a shoe store, 
but right. who are you bringing in to run the shoe store? Other mm. business people, or are you going back into the community right. and really having right. a real effect, a long-lasting effect, giving out free shoes, giving out free food that is very, very admirable, but it's not mm. a long-term solution to the problems that affect our communities. When are more business owners from the inner city communities going to go to City Hall or going to go to um, their local legislators and mm. ask for programs and ask for funding? You know what I mean? Mm. It's so much more than yeah. putting a storefront on a corner, you know? It's liquor stores right. on the corner. That doesn't mean that they're doing a great thing for our community. <laughs> right. That sure ain't helpful. We don't need no more of those, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but... When you touched on, you know, like you understand that you can't be as um, critical to other businesses because, you know, you don't know if they had that, if they had somebody show, someone to show them the way. It brings right. up the point of like, it brings up the point, a good point of like, you know, everybody says the statistics of like, okay, so the dollar in the Asian com community um, circulates for a month and the Jewish community 20 days, white community 17 days, whatever. Everybody more than us, and us is only six hours. However, if you go into the Chinese restaurant, who is helping? It's the whole family in there. Exactly. You know, like, or the Asian, any type of Asian restaurant, it's the whole family in there. That child is helping. He ringing you out, so he learning, um, he learning those skills at the at a young age. So by the time you get to the age where we're, you know, starting businesses, he got it, you yeah. know? And I will say so it's something like, else. I don't mm -hmm, try to think that, you know, I understand cultures more than people who are actually of that culture. But I do, um, from right. my studies, understand a little bit about culture. And with Asian mm -hmm. cultures, they are very community-minded. And I say that because right. you said with the whole... Uh, family Families but the way that yeah. Asians think is that it's not even just their family it's somebody from their old neighborhood back in whatever city they're from and let's just use China for for an example mm -hmm. even if they didn't mm -hmm. know the person but they knew that they were from their community they'll get a phone call and say such and such is coming to America I need you to help them then that person is living right. in their house that they might have never even known but that's the Chinese way is that community mm -hmm. is very important. And right. we've been anglicized and westernized for so long that we sometimes right. think, well, that's also we're the so individualized. Way. Yeah, we're so individualized that we don't realize that that's our way too. That's the human way, if you want to be honest. But in Africa, it's the same. I've dated some African men before, and mm -hmm. you know, I remember them doing like the uh, what some people call like a blessing situation or like yeah. I think that's what they're called is like you collect money and you give right. it to somebody to help them with their immigration status or to help them back right. home and I, I know somebody right. who is a, a Latino American her family is from right. the Dominican Republic and she said that that was something that they did when her mom was trying to become a legalized citizen everybody pitched in to help anybody that knew them that was already in America was helping out when she got here she continued to have support for her children and for things of that nature right. and it's just like we as black people because we have become so divisive not any fault of our own but 
Right. Sometimes that just doesn't exist for us. You know what I mean? And it used to because yeah. I remember being younger and I remember even stories of um, being younger and how we did have that sense of community. But again, mm-hmm. as society evolves and we want to be more individualized and we want to be more, um, uh, I guess we want to assimilate more to what's going on in right. this Western world. This is just the epitome of all things great <laughs> you know we right. forget some of those values that come from you know our families and our lineage and our ancestry mm-hmm. yeah I think we've got we've gotten so uprooted from our history and like what is actually part of our history and familiar to us that it's just like the new way we we just forgot how we used to be because it, it did used to be a community mindset and you ain't good unless everybody else is good and you know right. so yeah we 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 it's it's a lot of work to do but we trying everybody trying hopefully yeah definitely. But, um, yeah but something that you said also that I wanted to touch on was I'm going to have to cut this part out because I thought me saying it that slow, it was going to come back to me. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, so, okay, so even though we see the, even though I can see the good part of the the Asian, like, uh, community as far as them being more community-minded, I also because I lived in Korea for one year and I also got to see the negative part of it, of like, they work extremely hard, Mm -hmm. like extremely hard. And, and, you know, we've all heard the stories of like, you know, that Asian kid in class. And if he didn't come home with an A, with an A plus, he was getting in trouble. And, you know, you like, you getting B's and you like, what is the problem? Why he's so stressed out? You know? And so I think we don't, I think we do need to adapt the, that the community part of us, like helping each other out. But again, we need balance of us to not like get to the point where we're just like working too hard and forgetting about our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a common thing, like in their community. Like when I, before I went abroad to teach in South Korea and I was looking up the statistics and whatever, and they were like, Korean kids were the most, they committed suicide. The amount, the level at which they committed suicide was just crazy. And because they were so stressed out, you know, like the parents, they wouldn't take nothing less than great grades in class. And they had to do extracurricular activities. And they was having 12-hour day, Like, they wasn't getting no sleep as children, you mm-hmm. know? And so... Even though I, I I do want to in, uh, enhance that we do it, uh, what is that we do um, adapt their community ways or not even theirs because like you said it, it's also in our past but not to get to the point where we're working too hard. Yeah, um, <laughs> I feel like I always remember those. Um, I don't want to say stereotypes, but kind of like the whole Asian child that works super hard gets straight A's and everything. And I remember having, you know, Vietnamese friends and 
friends of just right. all backgrounds that were very intelligent and that worked very hard and that did say that, you know, in their household, they had to strive for greatness because anything less right. than basically perfection was not good enough. And right. um, I think that we do have to be very conscious of the balance of working hard mm-hmm. and prioritizing our mental health. And I think it goes back to, again, some of that psychological conditioning, even cross-culturally, where um, it's about, are you doing good as the next person? Because I also Mm -hmm. know that there have been, you know, stereotypes that other cultures have had for other people, like Black people, and you don't want to be like Mm -hmm. them, or you don't want to be like the Latinos, or you don't want to be like whoever, you know, our Mm -hmm. way of doing things is much better, get ahead of them. And um, it's funny because so many cultures come into our neighborhoods and so many people of different backgrounds and cultures come into our neighborhoods because they think they can outsmart us and because they think that we're not as smart to keep our dollars in our own neighborhood. And they know that, you know, if I create this sort of business in their neighborhood, that they're just going to give all their money to me because they don't think. And, you know, that has been the reality for so long. And it's like, nah, we do think, actually, that's why (laughs) you're out, we're in, but not necessarily you're out because we can all eat. But, you know, we need our own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We got to eat, too. I I don't want to take from what you got going on, but we got to eat, too. And I think that that's another topic that (laughs) we probably shouldn't really get into, but... I think when it comes to working hard, it can be a lot of pressure because you're wanting to be successful for yourself, but it's so much riding on success sometimes, like getting out of debt, (laughs) paying back some things or creating a future for, you know, your children or whoever is around you that relies on you and that depends on you. It can be a lot, you know, when you're working hard, even like you were saying the you know Korean children that can be a lot like thinking like I can't disappoint my family and that Mm -hmm. type of pressure really drives you to the ground when it comes to your Mm -hmm. mental health and wellness and if you're already in a culture that doesn't prioritize getting therapy you know black people are just now coming to the realization that it's not all about praying it away you know we I have to sit with a professional who understands emotional health and well-being (laughs) for me to be able to learn the tools and skills that I need to be able to manage what I'm feeling you know I I know a lot of cultures are like that like therapy what that's for rich white people and you know we're breaking that understanding or that misunderstanding and we're creating a new narrative around therapy but for so Mm -hmm. long for years people didn't even have access to therapy in their communities, there wasn't a therapist, right. there wasn't a, um, a some sort of mental health facility, or and even the way mm-hmm. that s- different states handle mental health, it's so hard to you know make the system work for you. And people that are in a major mm-hmm. crisis, it's so hard for them to get help. So, you know, it's so important that as we try to be successful and navigate this society um it's so important that we prioritize ourselves and that is the furthest thing from capitalistic 
um, right. <laughs> conditioning is so far from what the Western world wants you to do. But if you look at every mm-hmm. other culture, you know, there is some semblance of well-being, right. spiritual well-being. Yes, it is. And mm-hmm. church isn't enough <laughs> one day a week yeah. for you to be yeah. spiritually in tune. And, you know, I'm a spiritualist anyway, so I have to always check myself and be like, okay, are you reconnecting? Because you've been working Mm -hmm. like a dog on the social media stuff all week. Like, are you giving yourself breaks? Mm -hmm. Are you giving yourself mental moments to kind of reflect or to do yoga or to breathe or to put on some essential oils and relax? Like, are you taking that time to yourself? And so many people make the sacrifice, like, it's either one or the other. Like, I can't be a mm-hmm. yogi and be an entrepreneur. Like, I got to choose one or the other. Right. Like, it's like, no, <laughs> no, life is it's about balance. It's all balance. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. duality. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's all about balance. And I again, when you said the thing about Diddy, I love the fact that people who are looked at as successful are also talking about the other part of it because, you know, so many people aspire to his status. And for him to come out and say that, it's just, it's it's really helpful, you know, because we need we need balance in our life. And, and, and if you got all the money in the world and all the houses and the cars, it just don't mean nothing. If you don't if you don't have the tools to be able to because if life is hard and nothing is ever going to be perfect. So when stuff goes wrong, if you don't have the tools to be able to center yourself back, you know, then y- you might lose that all, you know, and when yeah. you lose it, you ain't going to know how to how to deal with it, you know? Yeah. Very true. And the thing is, when you're in business, you have to be okay sometimes with losses. And when you're trying to strive for perfection, that can be a hard reality to grasp. Because when you're like, I have to meet this, I have to meet this mark, I have to meet this goal. When you fall short of it, that's a major blow, you know, to your emotional well being when you have this idea, or this ideology Mm -hmm. that success is growth is and it's great to set goals I'm not saying that it's not important to set goals but sometimes you have to understand that within a goal there's milestones that you have to take towards reaching it so even if you were a little off you were still making that progress towards it you were still moving forward kind of like when we were talking earlier like you were still having that movement there was still fluidity towards that goal so you have to be content Mm -hmm. in that but some people have I don't know this idea of perfectionism and we talked about that with the Korean kids and stuff and that is so unnecessary because Mm -hmm. even if you don't have it all together start even if you don't have it all together make that mistake lose that one customer I promise it's gonna be fine in the long run but we have to give ourselves we have to give ourselves grace and Space, I feel like so many yes, people not be perfect. Yes. Yeah. I feel like so many people don't give ourselves grace. We don't forgive ourselves for not knowing something or for doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't yeah. apologize enough. We don't do yeah. introspection enough. And sometimes it's as easy as that to kind of get that load off of your shoulders to say, you know, mm-hmm. I messed up and, you know, charge it to my head, not my heart. And everything can be good from right. there. 
but we make this yeah, case yeah, yeah. for our perfectionism and it's like you were never that so just give yourself <laughs> the grace and the understanding to say it's okay that I'm not that I'm not perfect I'm not perfect. not perfect this business yeah. isn't perfect this business yeah. isn't hallmark you know that's what I have to tell myself sometimes like this isn't a hallmark store I have right three four products I'm a whole person <laughs> exactly right. and that's fine mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um yeah so. yeah that's true I think yeah I think a lot of businesses even when I see brands come out and it's like people Again, you said even before you came out, you were kind of pushed into it because you were thinking it and thinking it and I guess trying to get to some type of perfection. But it's just like you just got to do it and then you have to fail and then you got to learn and then you and then yes. you get better. Yeah. Failure is a part of every aspect of life. And people mm-hmm. think it's only in school or it's only in business. No, failure is an everyday part of life and when we can separate our egos from the failure um that is so important because you're you're Mm -hmm. gonna have a misstep you know uh Usain Mm -hmm. Bolt he didn't trip while he was running like every Beyonce (laughs) has failed so many times it might y'all might not think it but let me tell you she didn't almost lost all of her fame credit recognition mm-hmm. her parents failed her like her dad like y'all know he won't do yeah. what he's supposed to be doing with destiny child but <laughs> for her to yeah. get past that point she had to forgive him she had to forgive herself she had to mm-hmm. step back and then re-strategize how am i going to move forward from this downfall you know what i mean right and now look at her she's so the most what? successful woman in the world <laughs> Right, right. So what strategies do you use for yourself to give yourself that grace of even if you make a mistake, like, Mm -hmm. in your business, like, what do you tell yourself? Or what strategies do you use? Um, some of my strategies, one of the biggest one is if I'm not feeling something, then I'm not going to do it. That can be planning time, that can be responding to customer inquiries. You are human. You're not a robot. You're not set on automatic. So my first thing is that if I do not have the right energy, I don't want to work on my business because I don't Mm want to project anger, stress, or me not liking my business based off a moment into my, I don't want to push that energy on my business because if you get in the habit of not taking the time to say I'm not right, so I'm going to step back. You'll be putting so much negativity into your business to the point where you begin to hate your business. Right, you begin to right. question yourself and doubt your business. You begin to ask yourself, why am I even doing this? It's stupid. It's dumb, blah, 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 all these other things. And you don't realize mm-hmm. that it's just a passing moment. It's just a temporary feeling because you're overworked or you're stressed or you're just not having a good day. And I give myself right. the grace to say, I'm not having a good day today, so I'm not going to work on my business. Um, I think other ways that I give myself grace is knowing that I don't control this world. (laughs) I can only control, you know, myself. And so Mm -hmm. if somebody is upset or if I'm not getting the results that I want, or if my supplier hasn't responded to me, then I can't control any of that. If you done did all you could do. If I yeah, did all I can do, do, all I can do is send a nice little thank you email and let people know that mm-hmm. things are being worked on and 
right. that's it. And I can't wear the stress of my customer if they're not happy or I can't wear even sometimes my own stress of when is this product going to get here? When is that time? Yeah. It, it's going to take patience. Giving yourself patience mm-hmm. as well is a big um, way to give yourself grace is, you know, having patience mm-hmm. with yourself. Everything um, that you need, you're not going to know starting off. Um, give yourself patience to learn things, you know, don't be in such a rush to produce something that, you know, you just put out whatever, take the time to research, I give myself a lot of grace, and I give myself a lot of time to research things that I don't know, Um, I give myself grace by empowering myself with new information, because I don't know Mm -hmm. it all, Um, I give myself grace by humbling myself and asking people questions I need help and allowing Mm -hmm. people to help me and not being hard on myself because I needed help I have a few friends that run successful Mm -hmm. businesses and I might have to ask them questions that might be very basic but it's a question that has stomp me in some sort of way to where I can't move forward I have to just admit to myself that I, I need that question I need this this answer to this question so I'll ask somebody and I also give myself grace by receiving criticism and mm-hmm. I have a lot of mm-hmm. those same friends that tell me well I'm not trying to be you know rude or right. anything but why are you doing this and not doing that and even if I don't yeah. apply all of the criticism you know I need to be in a place to where I can receive it without feeling like somebody is break- breaking me down so even if I have right. to sit with the criticism for a little while, then I'll sit with it, process it, and kind of think through what bits and pieces I can take from it to make myself better. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the ways really that I give myself grace in business because it's, every day is a learning opportunity, really. Right. So how do you feel you've been received so far by similar businesses or other black businesses? Mm-hmm. I think that I, I, when I was in my planning stages, I thought through a lot of things, who the ideal customer was, who my market was, what this industry was like, because I've been a consumer of stationary products for so long. And I've been a part of like planner communities and the ladies who are like influencers for the different companies. And they create these mm-hmm cult-like fans who know all about what products are being released and the planner and journal industry is like that like for real like people mm-hmm. know everybody and it's kind of like being in a huge actual community and I'm like oh they knew that girl they knew this like okay she's yeah. for real like in these streets oh they know that YouTubers too like so yeah. <laughs> um I think really knowing how this community works I think I was well received because I was able to kind of speak to the community and I was kind of able to come in and bring elements and to bring um, tangibles that I know this community flocks to. So people believed Mm -hmm. in me when I didn't even have a product yet, you know, and people were excited just because they knew the background of my business. And in some industries, like, in all industries, I think you should be telling your brand story, definitely. But the yeah. planner community 
they're so open and like so friendly and it's like a bunch of like soccer moms and stuff that once you begin (laughs) to tell them like hey I just really love planners I just really love writing about my day they're on it because they're like me too sis like (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I felt like my business was well well received because I really took the time to understand what I was getting into and what my market was like um as far as Mm -hmm. other um black brands I don't know if anybody has watched she did that the documentary on Netflix but it's Mm -hmm. about women in business um and they interview different women um black female entrepreneurs like Melissa Butler of the lip bar um Lisa Price Mm -hmm. of Carol's Daughter um and -hmm. so many others and they were basically talking about this concept of uh, collaboration is the new competition. So when I look at other black businesses, that's my first, that's my first like yeah. mentality or my first mindset is that how can I collaborate with that business? Like, right. yes, right. she's doing the same thing that I'm doing. Yes, I like some of her products more than I like my own. But instead of me being jealous or instead of me biting from the next person, like, how can I collaborate with them? If I feel like they're a better illustrator. Maybe we can do some sort of project together to where we can both grow, where I can learn from her, pick her brain, and then I'll be empowered Mm -hmm. to maybe do some different things. Instead of being sneaky or underhanded or trying to get her out the game, we can just collaborate Mm -hmm. and both be great. So um, I think that mentality around other Black businesses has really allowed me to really just see the community and all that we're doing there and connecting with them, not being afraid to connect and using social right. media to, our, to my business's advantage and inboxing people just to say, hey, I hope you're having a lovely day. And then they're really checking for right. me and like, who is this? Like, it's a business owner mm-hmm. that just <laughs> randomly told me like, you know, I hope you have a great day. You know, I love your product. Right. And, you know, right. that has been so well received. Um, Mm-hmm. that I really haven't had too many negative experiences so far with my business and how people receive my business. Right. That's what's up. That sounds like you have a good foundation and a good community around you. So you can just build from there. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you, okay. So it sounds like you have, resources like you took a marketing or you worked in the marketing field and um what was your major again uh math Math common journalism undergrad then communication management for grad school right so you have a lot of um experience in that field and you also told me that your mom sometimes helps you from time to time you know so for somebody who feels like they don't have a support or they don't have a community or they don't have the education, but they have this idea, like, where can where can they start to want to do this, to, to implement that idea? Yeah. Uh, me and my friend actually had a conversation about, like, successful people or people that have an education or people that um, work extensively with businesses giving back to the community. So I think it's so important that people that do have a knowledge on or that are knowledgeable about certain things, it's so important that they pour back 
to new business owners. So I would say if you don't have necessarily the knowledge or the support, um, First, mm-hmm. you should be researching everything. Research is free. Mm-hmm. Um, the internet is free. Every question that you have should first be looked up for your own sake and for your own understanding before you're so quick to bombard everybody else because it's yeah. so important to empower yourself and to not look for other people to do the work for you or to not look mm-hmm. for the quick solution or to not look for other people to do what you should be doing for yourself. So first empower yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, because we can say that we don't have education about X, Y, and Z, but there's people giving out the information for free to the point that you don't need to go to school for real, for real, (laughs) for marketing or any of that. So definitely empower yourself through research. Then um, I would say, don't be afraid to ask people, you know, how they found success or what resources they can share with you. Nine times out of 10, people will probably not respond to you, but it's not because they don't yeah. want to respond. People are just living lives. You know what I mean? Ask multiple mm-hmm. people until you find somebody who is willing to say, oh, you can go to this website. Or, oh, if you're looking for a business plan, just type in this, that, and the third. Sometimes that's as easy and as far as you're going to get with people, but sometimes that's all you really need. Like, so many people want a mentor, and it's so important to have mentors. I, don't get me wrong. Right. It is very important yeah. to have a mentor or coaching sometimes you can just take a hour-long coaching class for 50 bucks and that can put you in a really mm-hmm. great place like that helped me a lot is getting coaching from mm-hmm. other stationary um mm-hmm. business owners that actually provide coaching um mm-hmm. so take coaching if you need to do that but don't think that somebody owes it to you really to give right. you yeah. all everything you know what I mean because there's a lot of your business aspects to your business that nobody else can figure out for you so yes have mentors mm-hmm. but don't look at your mentor as your employee you know what I mean like they're here to guide you in the right direction but they're not here to do the work for you um right. or your friends or whoever the case may be but um, mm-hmm. you know, do all those things. Take coaching, research, um, build community with strangers. You know, um, right. for a long time, I thought that my main customers would be like my friends. I have some right. friends that I've known my whole life that have not purchased my products. So yeah. you have to expand on who your audience is and sometimes those people will become you know your a1s like from day one you know what I mean so my target audience is strictly black women I have white women that are always cheering me on you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. it's not that you want to create yourself like or put yourself in a silo but you know it's important to know who your target is, but it's great if right. others support you as well. And sometimes you're going to find right. support outside of your your audience, you know what I mean? Or outside of your mm-hmm. friend zone people or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm not turning down white investors just because my products are for black people. If they want to invest, mm-hmm. <laughs> they can invest, you know what I mean? But um, right. yeah. Yeah, find your community, find your support system, find out who those people might look like, because it might not be people that are your family rooting for you. Most of my family probably don't even know what I'm doing, like, and they see me post about it every single day, and will still ask me questions like, oh, how do I buy your products? Like, (laughs) you know, some people just aren't that invested, like, you know what I mean? And it's not 
because they don't love you or care about you. It's just they they doing other stuff sometimes, you know. So yeah, yeah. they're rooting for you, but sometimes you might not feel it, you know. But you know, yeah. it is what it is at the end of the day. So you know, build your tribe with who want to build a tribe with you, and keep it moving mm-hmm. from there. Find mentors, and not just business mentors, but find spiritual mentors. Find um, yeah. uh, educational mentors. You know, I mm-hmm. remember reading an article and it said that there's like five different types of mentors that you should have in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So those would be my tips, you know, if you don't have that support or if you don't have a good start or foundation. Right. Thank you for those tips. I feel like those are definitely needed. And I learned something from this episode. So thank you for that. Thank you for and having me. This was such a hearty discussion. And, like, I get so pumped up and fired up, like, when I talk about stuff like this. Because I'm like, <laughs> yes, it's business, but it's also uplifting yeah. others. And, you know, having that corporate social responsibility to where it's like, you know, if your business doesn't stand for something, it's just like being a human. If you don't stand for something, like, you'll fall for anything. Right. Or, you know, if you don't impact others or give back then you know you're only as good as what you're giving back like that's how you know the economy works that's how life works that's how everything is you know what I mean so I love talking and giving back and supporting others and empowering others Mm -hmm. that's what's up and I feel like we could talk for a whole nother hour but (laughs) Maybe another episode, but yeah, thank you for coming to talk today, and please share your, um, where people can find my whole stationery, or did I say it right? I'm my sorry, soul. I said it right. <laughs> It's fine. Yes, yes. Um, so you can find my soul stationery on, um, Instagram, M-A-H-S-O-L, and then stationery, S-T-A-T-I-O-N-E-R-Y. Um, you'll be able to find um, us on Facebook under the same name as well. And you'll be able to shop the products through Etsy. If you do want to go straight to Etsy, you can type in my soul stationery just like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, guys. And I got my notebook. I'm excited. I'm excited to receive it. <laughs> yes, girl. I'm so happy. Like when people start sharing it, oh, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for pushing out your baby, even though it was an unexpected time, you know, it was needed (laughs) at this time. So thank you for putting that out there. Thank you for this episode. Thank you. Yes. And y'all remember that your refuge is in your self-healing. So you got to heal yourself to find your refuge. Okay. Amen. Yes. (laughs)